As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the duo. Feathery, brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's top with cheese. It's Philadelphia. Both and Zach kicking it cooler than two. Until Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. We are going to rip out the hearts of other podcasts. We are going to bite off their eyeballs. We are going to start every segment watching the scene from The Last of the Mohicans where the guy takes a bite out of the other guy's heart. We may not be good, but we're going to be nasty. We're going to reflect the blue-collar nature of this city. Hello, everybody. And welcome to Birds with Friends, the first post-game pod of the regular season. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, live here in Ford Field. After a ugly, at times sloppy, but a win nonetheless for the Philadelphia Eagles. 38-35, the most points they have scored in a season opener since 2000 when they beat the Dallas Cowboys 41-14. I think if you are uh, an Eagles coach, you know, maybe you're hoping for uh, a week one win that still allows you to get angry and uh, lots of stuff to work on. That's what you got. Uh, we're going to talk about Johnny Gans and the defense that uh, was not very good. They did a lot of things, and they did a lot of things poorly in this mm-hmm. game. But Jalen Hurts uh, is the guy who leads the team with A.J. Brown. It was really the two of them, and that was uh, about what was going on for the Eagles. Now, I don't, I don't want to discount Miles Sanders, but Jalen Hurts goes 18 of 32 for 243 yards, 155 of those 243 yards to A.J. Brown. Hurts also has 17 carries for 90 yards. In a touchdown, Sanders had 13.96 in a touchdown. But uh, this game, Zach, was was interesting. It started off ugly for the Eagles. Then it looked like it was going to be a blowout. And then they had to really barely hold on at the end. I don't know what my question to you is, but I think my question is, do you want to start your defense of Johnny Gans now or should we get to that later? No, I I can't defend Jonathan Gannon after this game. I I don't think the defense played well enough. Uh, Two things that I harp on. Time and time again during our time on Birds with Friends is third down and pressure, right? You need to get to the quarterback with sacks, not just getting in his face, with sacks. They had 
one total sack today. If if I, I yes. don't have the stats and that and that me. and that only came on a, a drop, top, yeah, exactly. a botch snap, yeah. And then what did third downs finish at? It was nine for thirteen at one point. What did they finish at? The numbers are, are there. I I can pull that up. Uh, it's it's unacceptable. Um, and nine of fourteen. Okay, yeah. So nine of fourteen. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we can talk about the defense at length. I, I do think. Not to kind of be the the like old newspaper reporter here, but I do think the quarterback middle aged at least <laughs> the the quarterback's the bigger story in in my opinion. I I, I think that uh, there haven't been too many games in recent years where you say they won because of Jalen Hurts, right? And I think you can probably say that today that Jalen you're, Hurts you're stealing my line from my story. I didn't even, and that tells you, I haven't even read your story yet. Wow, maybe uh, I'm just a hack then. No, no, it's no. It's so easy. No, it, it shows that uh, you're rubbing off on me. The great minds think alike here, right? I, I don't want to say that I'm thinking like you. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Jalen, I've been harping on the running thing throughout the preseason because I expected him to be, to be a, a, I expected that to be a really big part of the offense. And I heard, um, speculation that he would run less this year, that his kind of evolution as a quarterback, he would need to pass the ball more. And I keep saying, if Jalen Hurts is your quarterback, you lean into what he does well, and he is an elite runner as a quarterback. And you saw that the he, the a, a, a dynamic part of the offense today was his ability to he extend saved drive. Them today. Exactly. Um, and I would also add, he changed the structure of the Lions defense with the way he ran all of a sudden they had to account for him differently. So that and AJ Brown to me were the two bigger stories, but big picture here, like long-term. Yeah. The, the defense, I expected more from them and they need to be considerably better. Yeah. I I think we should just, you know, we'll say up front week one is weird. Mm -hmm. We can't read you, you. It's not always weird things happen in week one, right? So we don't want to, we don't want to overreact. We'll get to the defense. I think there are real reasons to be concerned, but we can't, you don't, you don't want to overstate it. The same goes for the offense, but just in terms of this game, as you, as you, as you said, in a season that is like the undercurrent of the whole year is can the Eagles win with this guy in this game, they won because of him. Mm -hmm. And they started out very sloppy on offense. I think uh, if you are, of the uh, opinion that like the the starters didn't play enough in the preseason, you could use the first half of this game as support for that because uh, the the stadium was loud, but they were sloppy uh, on offense. Yes. Five penalties on mm -hmm. offense in the first half, including four of the pre-snap variety, two false starts, twelve men in the huddle, and a delay of game on uh, uh, the offensive line. Uh, they did not do a great job picking up blitzes. Jason Kelsey said after the game that you know, they knew that they were going to see unscouted looks because it's week one. And so they saw the unscouted looks and, and they got to them. And what saved them was Jalen Hurts' ability to scramble. And I, and to your point, as uh, something in this <laughs> room gets very loud, uh, it, I thought it was interesting. First play of the game for the Eagles offense, they call a, a designed run around the left side for Jalen Hurts. I think they, that's like a message-sending thing from, from Sirianni and, and uh, Steichen, to your point that like this is going to be a big part of the offense. But it wasn't the designed runs that uh, were a big factor in this game. Jalen Hurts, so 17 carries for 90 yards. Throw away one of them because it's the quarterback kneel at the end of the game. Eight of those were designed runs, and those went for 28 yards. The other eight were scrambles, and those went for 64 yards, including four first downs 
and and bailed them out when they did not look good and did not have answers in the beginning of this game. And that's why, like, I, I think you're right. Like, Jalen Hurts, I mean, we'll get to A.J. Brown, who is a superstar yep. and was as advertised in, in his first game and, like, completely changes what, what they can do on offense. You're but, taking my story now. But Jalen Hurts is the reason they won this game. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, to your point about the undesigned runs, right, the, these off-schedule plays, the scrambles, I think that's that's when you're even more effective in those situations, right? Because you're taking off for a reason. Either the there's space there, the defense has their back to you. Um, you, you know, by definition, those runs are occurring because of conditions on the field that allow you to do so. And Jalen going back to Oklahoma, going back to Alabama, but Alabama, Oklahoma, going back to Channel View. Yeah, I, I never saw him at Channel View. Though, well, to be honest that makes you. one of us. Um, does it? Oh, yeah, I, I've, I've watched all the Channel View tapes. Um, I've grinded that down to the so, bone. So, uh, so, yeah, so he's always been, like, there are good running quarterbacks. He's a great running quarterback. And his his vision, um, his ability, you know, how, how smooth he is out there as a, as, as a runner, as we discussed, his ability not to take big hits. And something that I see him doing, and I don't know if this is by design or just so happened to be that way, He's very good at getting down at the last possible moment yeah. and drawing like, you know. But that's the problem back. is that is that so, I mean, the the dual like the dichotomy of a running quarterback is that nothing is more frustrating for the defense than like having a play covered and then it becomes undone by uh, an unplanned scramble. But it also means you're inviting hits. And yes. in this game, Jalen Hurts, who, as you said, has been so good at avoiding hits. That's what makes him. Uh, I think like a really elite uh, running quarterback because he doesn't, he's not like the most dynamic runner, but in this game, he's, he's doing those late slides, which is sort of inviting the contact as it happens. And that like four times in the first half, he's getting hit pretty hard as he slides. And, you know, Jalen does the, like, you know, don't let him show you bleed, which you wrote about, uh, even though it looks like there are a couple of times when it, he is banged up and then it like, it clicks in his mind. Yep. Okay. I can't let him show it. Uh, but then he, he gets the penalty on, on Tracy Walker, who then gets ejected for the game because after that flag, he throws a punch to, uh, to unnecessary roughnesses. But, like, that's, that, that's what Jalen Hurts was in this game. He was, he was killing the Lions defense with that, but also taking, taking hits. And he gives his post-game press conference. He's got a bandage on his hand and a bandage on his elbow. You know, it's going to be a long season. You hope that he's up for it. I don't, I don't think the Eagles want him running 16, 17 times a game. But in this game, at least those scrambles were necessary. Yeah, I, I just I've been harping on it, and I truly believe it that he's going to be a prolific runner this year. The only thing that will stop him is 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 injury. I mean, I we had the thing with Denise the other day, and then we had our our, our Friedman. I mentioned the one thousand yards because if he's healthy, I think the volume and the production is going to be there. Now, uh, the emphasis on his run, I don't want that to overshadow the way he passed the ball today. Now that there were, there were, there were bad passes in there, right? You, you throw the ball, um, I'm pulling up the uh, numbers here, but you know, you throw the ball 32 times at this stage of his development, there are going to be passes where like, yeah, that's, that's not there, but there were also passes where he fitted in a tight window, the deep pass to AJ Brown, the 54 yarder. Beautiful. Beautiful. I mean, AJ said that, 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 that just fell out of the sky. That was a dime to him. Um, there, there were, uh, there was Tight one, window completion, yeah, 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 and so I, I have to give, I have to give Jalen credit there. I was, I, I mean, I'll give the coach qualifier here. We'll watch the tape tomorrow. 
um, you know, on on the plane. If I can download it, I'll queue it up. But that all twenty two is not going to be ready tomorrow. No, but he, the TV copy is. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, a condensed game. You knock that out in forty minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, TV Just copy. Trying to take guy. a shot at Game Pass. That's okay. all. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so it's going to be like Saturday afternoon. Yeah, it's finally ready, and you're not going to be able to go play by play. It's true. Unless you're using a, a VPN, VPN from VPN from Europe. Yeah. Yeah. NFL writer problems, right? Yeah. Our audience doesn't. They're not, they're they don't care. Okay. I think there's some sickos in here who want to watch the all twenty two. You, you, you got it. You know, I, I have a sweatshirt at, at home that uh, it's from the you know it's, it's a motto from the Ravens. It says nobody cares, work harder, right? Mm. And so yeah, nobody cares, work harder. I have a sweatshirt at home that says um, Bowditch, uh, which is an inside joke about Stephen Bowditch, the uh, mercurial golfer. I don't even know who that is. Okay, I thought just I thought we were doing sweatshirt talk. <laughs> um, so uh, so as I was as I was remarking about Jalen's passes, yeah, I I, I thought I thought he had a, a you know we'll watch more tomorrow, but I thought he was this was one of the better games I've seen him play, and they needed it today um, because you know the 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 defense was inconsistent. They needed points today. The running game was 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 really effective. I mean, I'm looking here, Miles Sanders. 7.4 yards per carry. Kenny Gainwell, four yards per carry. Uh, all, all four players score touchdowns. And when I say all four, Hurts, Sanders, Scott, and Gainwell. But it was it was Jalen that was really the engine here. And big picture for the season, that's a good sign. And I think to your earlier point about the passing, you know, the the some of the strides that you wanted to see him take, some of the areas that were lacking last year, it wasn't perfect today, but – he completed more passes over the middle of the field. That's uh, definitely true. There was that that opening touchdown drive, their first touchdown drive. He completed four passes over the middle of the field, three of them to A.J. Brown, one to Kenny Gainwell. Um, and we talked about how A.J. Brown is going to unlock that part of the field for him. That turned out to be true. Yeah. Um, everything we saw of Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown over the summer, I, I've said this before, like you, you like when – summer things carry over to the regular season because it means that that training camp matters in some ways, even though we, we like to downplay it sometimes it like, that was exactly what we saw all Absolutely. summer was, was the ease of that connection, how dominant AJ Brown was and how willing Jalen hurts was to throw it to him. I think, uh, I think like it's already on our radar that Devonte Smith did not have a catch tonight. He had yep. one that was called back for penalty, yep. but like that's, that's something that they're going to be worried about, but Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown is, is pretty great so far. So a few things there. Uh, so we're transitioning to the A.J. Brown part of the show. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, I, I mean, to your second point there about Devontae and even Dallas, I think they're going to be very cognizant of this throughout the year. Even in the comments today, you know, I, I wrote an A.J. Brown story. I asked Darius Slay about A.J.'s production, and it was like, well, all our, all our receivers are, are really good. And I yeah, think Jalen Hurts are the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, we got so many weapons yeah. on the outside. Um, so right, I, yeah. I, and One even, guy had 155 yards. The other guy had zero. Even A.J. was like, one week it's going to be me. The next week it's going to be yeah. you know, Devontae. And, uh, I didn't and, think Devontae looked else. good today. He had a drop on the sideline. He did have a drop, yeah. He, did, he couldn't get off uh, the, the coverage on one back shoulder throw. I mean, they were Hurts had a couple of throws that weren't great to him, but – he didn't like. He didn't look super spry to me today. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I just think like regarding AJ, it doesn't need to be this even distribution. If he's that good, he's that good. Yeah, totally. And you know, I, I'm teasing my story here, 
but AJ had a sign. I knew you were going to do that joke. Of course. Yeah. Uh, AJ had a sign in his locker this week, always open, right? And he kind of, he played coy. Oh, I I didn't realize you guys were coming in here. I would have taken it down. Mm. Um, But You think he's just a Chris Hogan fan? Why was that? Oh, yeah, 7-Eleven. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, But uh, it's it's very much like he, he said, even when I'm covered, I'm open. Now he didn't. He, he he did not deny that he feels he's always open. And when you watch him today, yeah, that's that's the case. I mean, there were two passes early in the game. The second, so so Jalen started over five on the opening drive. Yeah, and it was ugly. It was an ugly over five. And uh, I think it's Quez Watkins on the second drive gets called for a penalty. So it's first and fifteen at the thirteen yard line, and two consecutive passes to Jalen Hurts. Oh, I'm sorry, from Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown. One just like short pass up the middle that that AJ runs after the catch had a spin move through traffic gets a ten yard gain the next play I think fifteen yard gain a little more space there that drive he had he had four catches on on that drive Eagles score a touchdown um, Eagles had five scoring drives today I, I'm, I'm not including the interception return for a touchdown like drives you know four touchdowns one field goal Jalen Hurts uh, I keep saying Jalen Hurts AJ Brown. Uh, had a had a catch on four of those five drives. Mm-hmm. Okay, the um, he only had one catch on the non-scoring drives. Um, he his production like tangibly led the points in terms of the the target share he had. Uh, he had 13 targets. That was the most by an Eagles. It was more than anyone had last year. The most anyone had last year was Devontae with 10. And you have to go back to Alshon Jeffrey in 2019 against Miami. To the last time someone had more than 13, Travis Fulgham had it against the Steelers in 2020. Mm. Uh, yes, I think I agree with the the point that some people have made that AJ Brown is the best wide receiver the Eagles have had since Travis Fulgham. <laughs> well, I was going to say if if you watch today, if today's your first time really watching AJ in an Eagles uniform, because the preseason it was one drive they didn't pass him there, um, and you said that reminds me of of Terrell Owens. I don't think it's hyperbole. Like he's the closest Eagles have had to TO in terms of the physical presence. And yeah. then when you just when you see the impact that he has on the game, uh, that's that's the type of acquisition he is. You you can see why the Eagles gave up a first, a third, and a hundred million dollars over over four years. Like they paid a premium price because he is a premium player, and you said it before and the Titans lost at home to the Giants. Yeah, yeah. And and their top pass catcher was, I think, like Kyle Phillips. The, so, yeah, maybe. so uh, uh, he and he fundamentally changes the offense. Like they they had a sense of firepower today that they did not have yes. last season. Uh, so I am like as as we track this week week, I am curious how that Devontae and Dallas storyline will go. But it doesn't need to be. I don't want to get politics in here. It it, 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 yeah, it I mean, you work for the New York it, Times. It doesn't need to be like. Everyone gets the same here. Right? Goddard had three for six, yeah, by the way. On four targets. Um if if AJ if AJ is playing like that, give him 13 targets, right? Yeah, I totally agree. And I don't want to make this too um like happy about the offense because I mean they put up 38 points, but it wasn't great. And they almost were not able to close the game out at the end. But like it seemed like and I thought this way about the defense too. Like the stuff that they were trying to do when they were trying to get cute, like it wasn't working. 
Um, like in the beginning of the game, it's like, okay, let's let's get Devonte his targets. Uh, let's let's make sure we mix in enough twelve personnel to vary up our looks. That stuff wasn't working very well in this game. But when it was like, okay, backs against the wall, let's let's do what we know is going to work and get the ball to AJ Brown. Like, yeah, that works. And that unless that's going to work until teams really shade their coverage to AJ Brown, and then it's going to be easier for Devonte Smith and, and Dallas Goddard at that yeah. point. So I agree with you. Like, do this until someone stops it. Like, hey. let AJ Brown lead the way. Yeah. So, uh, and not to get into into the defense, but 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 kind of the the difference here is my biggest critique of the offense today are things that I think can easily be fixed by you know hooting and hollering in meetings and you know the the uh, that's all it takes. Well, I'm. I'm saying these. There are there are like penalties. This right. was a very sloppy yeah. game, yeah. and there are things that should and, be cleaned up. And like yes. Nick Sirianni said, he he said in his post game press conference that they consider you know these pre snap penalties a different category, and those are going to be on the board and addressed differently. You know, they had 12 men in the huddle. They had delay of games. They had they had these these sloppy pre snap penalties that I I mean perhaps I I, I shouldn't have said it's as easy as hooting and hollering. But I don't think it's it's ooh, like I don't ooh. I don't think it's the type of thing where you look at your team and you're like, well, I don't know if we can fix this. Like you can fix twelve guys on the field and 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 yeah, you and, put eleven and, on the field yeah. instead. It's and, actually pretty easy. Yeah, and and delay of game. Like there are things you can do to work that. No, I am as a quick aside. I was like uh, under the radar surprised that they didn't practice in the bubble this week. You know, they did all their mm, practices. Yeah, to make it loud. Yeah, they 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 had. The it music was pretty loud practice, in the, at it, times. Yeah. It, it, it was loud in there. I mean, AJ said, I, you know, it's like I, I couldn't even hear you talk. And he wasn't talking. He was pointing to, to Elliot Short Parks, who was like sitting right in front of him. Uh, so uh, it was it was certainly loud in there. But but the defense's issues, those weren't like, yeah, let's just address this in the meeting. Those yeah, are we'll like. Get, we'll get to the defense. Need, yeah, we so, are not ready to talk yeah, defense yet. Exactly. But but like my my point being that if, if you say, all right, um, stop – Stop telling me all the good things. What's your concern about the offense? My concern about the offense is they had sloppy pre-snap penalties, and they can fix that. And it's probably not this simple, but if it is a one-to-one of we didn't get enough work in the preseason, we're going to have a sloppy first game, you take that because you're healthy. Like the Lions were missing guys. They had to play their third-string right guard. didn't actually matter because the Eagles couldn't get a pass Mm -hmm. rush. But uh, if the the balance is – healthier, a little sloppier in the beginning of the season. I think you take that, and, and that's what we saw. Yeah. Um, so the last drive, Eagles are up 38-35 with just under two minutes left. Yeah. Lions have two, uh, two I'm timeouts. You, I'm glad you bring this up. It's a four-minute drill. Eagles did not really have uh, too many opportunities to have like a, a four-minute drill close out the game last year because when they won, they won big, uh, which obviously they were so good at in, in 2017. You're thinking this this behind this offensive line, the number one rushing team in the in the country or in the in the league last year, should be able to do it, and they did, but it was tight. So there's that third and two, and it looks like Miles Sanders gets stuffed. They go run, run, run. It looks like Miles Sanders gets stuffed behind the line of scrimmage. He does a nice job not going down, squirts around to the outside, gets a big run, and then again, uh, three runs. They don't get it. Fourth and one, they call the quarterback snake for Jalen Hurts. Uh, two things. Were you impressed or uh, a little bit disappointed that it was so difficult? And then two, 
were you surprised they went for it on fourth down? Because it was about the Lions' 40-yard line. They were, let me get the actual specifics up because it was not, I thought, a given that they would go for it because it was only a three-point lead. It would have only taken a couple of completions for the yeah. Lions to get into field goal range. Um, it was fourth and one from the 40. Uh, so exactly right, from the 40. Yeah. But if you get it, you win the game. You trust your quarterback so, to, to get it, get one yeah. yard and win the game. Love the call. Love the call. It's the call. I mean, it's it, it's the call I, I would have made if I was the head coach, right? Um, so now you asked, was I surprised? Initially, I was like, you have to go for this, right? And end the game. And and you're sitting next to me, and you present the argument you just made, and I'm like, you're right, actually, they're gonna punt this because well, I didn't I didn't say that. No, I would no, punt no, it, but no, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. no. Right. You gave yeah. me the argument, and I said they're gonna punt this because if they miss it. You know, then the, the Lions, like you said, are a few passes away from, from field goal range, maybe even a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you know, if they, if, if they get the field goal, then you go into a coin toss situation, right? There's so much that could happen. So I thought they would just try to, all right, all right, make them go, you know, 50 yards, 60 yards. But no, they, you know, they, they went for it. They get it. Uh, I asked Nick Sirianni about this after the game, and Nick said faith. He has, he has faith in his offensive line. He has faith in his in his quarterback. He has faith in God bless football. <laughs> he said he has faith in a tight end who he he said they have a tight end who's he's he's one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL, and he just so happens to be one of the best receiving tight ends in the NFL as well. Jack Stoll. <laughs> he was referring to Dallas Goddard. Okay. Um, he said that, and it's it's not just like uh, he it's it's also faith based on evidence, essentially, right that. He saw them do this last year. He saw Boston Scott in Washington do this. Uh, and I, I bring that up. The, he pointed that out. But I, I bring that up because Nick Sirianni was not as aggressive of a fourth down coach in the first 15 games last year. And they, and they were not as successful fourth down team in the first 15 games last year. And that's why, if you remember, week, at, well, it, uh, week 17, so in the first 16 games last year, right? No, first 15 games, yeah. So week 17 down in Washington, they went for fourth and goal a few times. Um, that's why they would, that was the difference in the game. And it was, I, I remember writing about it after the game, because it was a departure from what Sirianni had done. Uh, he was aggressive today. They, they, they were two of three on fourth downs. Um, a few of those fourth downs were not obvious go forward situations, right? Or one was fourth and five on the opening drive, yep. which they did not get. And the other was fourth and goal from the one. Yep. And that was their Jalen Hurts yes. touchdown. Yes. And so uh, I give them credit because it led the the fourth and goal, the fourth and one, the fourth and goal obviously led to seven points that they needed. And then the one at the, at the end of the game that ended the game that ended the game. And so I, I give him credit there. And, you, it's, and it's probably you spoke to the alignment. What did they say? They were not surprised that they went okay. for it. Um, and I mean, it really is probably as simple as the game is on the line. What do you trust more? This offensive line and Jalen Hurts getting a yard. Or that Garbanzo Beans defense stopping the Lions from getting 50 yards. Yeah. And I, I think he made the right call, given how, how so let me Swiss cheese they were on defense. So Nick won't say this. Okay, I, 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 I get it. And, um, but do you think in Nick's, uh, in Nick's mind, he factored in the way the defense was playing? 100%. Interesting. Okay, because I, I didn't think that initially. I just thought he's like, let's just end the game now. Let's well, I'm not like, saying I, that, that that tipped the scales, that he wouldn't have made the same decision if the defense was playing lights out, but I'm sure he considered it. How could you not? Okay. So, now, do you, so I guess this is a, a better way of saying it. 
if it was a um, a 9-6 game, does he punt it? I don't know. I mean, if it's a 9-6 game, presumably they haven't been able to run the ball as well. It was interesting. I asked Jalen Hurts after the game if he had to, like, lobby for that. And he had, like, sort of a wry smile, like, which he, which he rarely gives. Uh, and he was like, uh, you know, we went for it. We got it. And, then, and, and we move on or something like that. But he had, like, a little smile, which, I don't know, maybe, maybe he did have to say, like, you know, give me the ball. And, and, you know, the game started with them putting the ball in his hands to run. The game ended with them putting the ball in his hands to run. How many subscribers would you need? Or I, I, sh- I shouldn't frame it that way. How many, like, YouTube likes or comments uh, do you need? To take my shirt off? No, to wear Jalen Hurts' outfit for the next uh, pod. I mean, if all it's going to take is somebody buying me the outfit. <laughs> okay. I'm not buying it myself, yeah. but if someone gets me that outfit, yeah. I'll wear it. That's fine. Sharp outfit. You got something against a maroon jumpsuit? I, I literally just said it's a sharp outfit. Yeah, but it feels, I, I, it feels I, like you're being cheeky. Not cheeky at all. I don't think it's your sense of style, but I think Jalen pulls it off exceedingly well. Yeah, there's some things he pulls off better than me. There are some things I pull off better than him. Fair enough. Like a crown. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Jalen Hurts in this game, um, 4.06 air yards per attempt, which is his second lowest in the Syriana <laughs> era to, if you'll remember, last year's week one when he was uh, similarly dink and dunk. Now, it, it didn't. It didn't look to me like it was. It did that game because there was the downfield play to uh, to AJ Brown, and I think there was there actually wasn't that there weren't that many deep shots. It was I think just one other yeah. one to Devontae Smith when he was rolling out uh, that was incomplete. So I would imagine that that will um, be something in the offense that will expand as as the weeks go well, on. Well, and and to your point there, AJ Brown. This was his thirteenth career one hundred yard game. Okay, uh, his his seven point two three air yards per target were the fewest of any of those 100 yard games. So that shows you too, that he was, he was getting, you know, obviously he, he needed that, that big 54 yarder to, to, to get over hundred yards. Um, but his damage today came in the short and the intermediate game and the 54 yarder, we should also point out extended. Uh, he, he has the most 50 plus yard catches in the NFL since he came into the league in 2019. So he gets a, he gets one today in his first game with the Eagles. And uh, the the it's almost uh, like you wrote about him. Yes, and it, he had just to give a, a few more AJ Brown stats here. He had the most yards by an Eagles player in a debut, um, breaking Dante Stallworth's record. Mm, and do you know who number three on that list was? Good question. Hopalong Cassidy. I did not. Okay. Great name. Should have put that in the story. Hopalong uh, and his. His first. You don't see a lot of kids being in Hopalong these days. You could, it'd be, it'd be a, a good nickname. Good nickname. Hopalong Berman. Hopalong Wolf. Yeah. How about Hopalong Dunn? How do you get Hopalong? If they're gonna have like eight kids, maybe one of them could be Hopalong. <laughs> um, uh, and I was thinking today about how uh, Marissa's announcement about uh, how many kids they wanted to have was very much like the LeBron James Miami, like no. not one, <laughs> not two. Not three, not four. Oh, you're on mute, Marissa. Damn, it ruined it. I, was, I said not five. Wait, <laughs> what did she say? Not five. Not five. <laughs> Zach, Zach can't hear Marissa. Too. I'm Marissa. one of six. It's a great way to grow up. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, a little chaos, but yeah. All right. Well, why don't we take a little break uh, since we've got Marissa. We will come back on the other side. We'll talk about the defense. We'll see if Zach wants to defend his boy. <laughs> but 
we will more importantly get to the results of week one super. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, back on Birds with Friends with Marissa, who was on the scene in Charlotte after uh, the Browns got a W. It was quite, quite an exciting W, too. So quite an yeah. exciting W, she says. This is gonna—I'm gonna have to translate for Zach. All wins are good ones. Yeah, yeah she yeah. said. Uh, yeah, a W unlike you got in Super, but it's gonna be. Uh, oh. Wow, it's gonna be interesting. So, oh, I thought you were saying that. To I got me. multiple texts about now for the for the uh, for the Greg Rosenthal's among you who only tune in for post game shows and aren't aware of the rules of super sarcasting. What happens is on the Friday show that previews the game, we bid on these outcomes. Uh, new rules this year with with Marissa joining the fray, and we're in a skins game territory now. So if there's a tie, it means that no one gets a point this week. No one gets half points. Next week is worth two. And so everybody had four balls in the air. We'll start with Zach. Devontae Smith leads the Eagles in receiving yards. Zach, you paid seven turkeys for that. How did that work out for you? Not well. Not well. Okay. How It worked out about as well as the uh, four turkeys you paid for nothing. Five turkeys. Five turkeys. Five. You paid. Yes. Five. <laughs> uh, you had the game finishes at 3.59 p.m. or earlier. This was a long day. Yes, it was. So that did uh, that did not come. That's through. why we have a later podcast. Today. That's why we have a. Uh, that's not why we would have had a later podcast. Regardless, you had both teams finish with an odd number of points. Could have happened. Did not thirty eight thirty five. And you had Nate Sunfeld plays at least one snap. I did not see him on the field. It's possible he got in on special teams or defense, but I did not see him on offense. He he did not. This was a tough performance. Look, I mean. Not blaming anyone, I take full responsibility for it. They, I, I was, uh, I <laughs> the was. Chat not, is lighting up at fives. I was not adequately. I, I, look, that is, I can laugh at myself, but that was not a fine. I mean, that's not a moment I'm proud of, and it's it's one that I wish. You take I wish it way too do. seriously. Yeah, yeah, it's. It, I, I, I don't think it's a good reflection of me. Um, so. This is a bad it's much week. less embarrassing than when you just aren't listening to what I'm saying and then <laughs> well, I'm never, repeat uh, the same thing. You're I, never I listening to what I'm um, <laughs> It's not like I'm daydreaming or, or something like that. But no, I look, I I had an awful week in that uh, I got zero things correct, and I'm only carrying over five turkeys. So if I'm if I'm going to do that poorly, it's like this was a complete waste of money. Uh, or a completely wasted turkey. Not so, necessarily. So there's no. so based. So I I need to go back and look at what I did well a year ago, 
and try to reapply that. You just got to call Munger up and see what he has to say. He'll give you some yeah, advice. This is a, this is an ugly, ugly start. I feel like uh, who's a team? I feel like the Los Angeles Rams, actually. Right. Mm, so that's good. Yeah, fitting. Yeah, okay. Uh, Marissa. Marissa had an Eagles rookie has either a sack, an interception, a forced fumble, or a fumble recovery. Uh, did not happen for Jordan Davis. So we can get to Jordan Davis's role. Uh, Nicobe Dean played like three snaps in goal line. Uh, did not notch anything there to give Marissa a point. She had in the all pay auction, the Eagles win the game, takes that one down. That's one point. She had the uh, the one which I think we misinterpreted from Daniz, but it, the result was the same anyway. So you got two points for that. The one with uh, whoever spends the most, whoever has the fewest turkeys left wins the bid. You got that. And then you had Eagles edge rushers combined for at least two and a half sacks. That definitely did not happen. Uh, just half a sack for Brandon Graham. I had Aiden Hutchinson does not have a sack or a quarterback hit. That did happen. Uh, he was completely invisible in this game, uh, probably I, because of the small arms. I texted you guys. I wish you could have seen my after coming back from the Browns game, me pulling up the box score, scrolling down the list to see Aiden Hutchinson. I'm like, come on, QB hit. Come on, QB hit. There was actually one play where it looked like he was close and then Jalen Hurts threw the ball away. And I think that that was his one chance. But uh, I think it would show that good offensive line. So good good Eagles offensive line. I had Jalen Hurts has more rushes than Lions points. Uh, 17 rushes. I would have felt pretty good if I had known that going in. But the Lions uh, going up against Johnny Gann's defense scored more points. Jared Goff throws for more yards than Matthew Stafford did on Thursday. That was 240 yards. Goff did not hit that. But a player on either team scores at least two touchdowns. Jamal Williams getting Pater twice. That's two for me, two for Marissa. Neither of us gets any points. Zach, you're in good shape. You got five turkeys. We both have five turkeys left over. Next week's worth two. You guys are in better shape than me. Yeah, but I, I need to get better at it, right? So it doesn't do me any good if I – but I have his poor performance like today. All right. Well, speaking of poor performances and having to get better, let's talk about the Eagles defense now. Let's do it. I'm ready. Uh, the Eagles defense, let's say the good. After giving up an, an ugly touchdown drive on the opening drive of the game, including uh, the first run of the season going for more yards than any single run they went up against last year, they, they forced three consecutive three and outs. They, they uh, stemmed the tide. They gave the offense a chance to settle into the game and take the lead. That was nice. After that, it was pretty awful. And let's see if I can pull up the, the, the drive chart. Oh, you got the drive chart. Okay. That's what I was looking for. So they go touchdown, punt, 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 interception, pick six. So that, that four drives in a row, they're rolling. After that, touchdown, end of half kneel down, touchdown, touchdown, punt, touchdown. So four touchdowns on five drives mm-hmm. after that, and including like you're down, you're only up three points with under two minutes left. And I think what we saw from this defense is if you are someone um, who happens to be like a like a game theory specialist from Wharton um, named Selman and you have certain opinions, this is what you were worried about. A lot of different moving parts. A lot of different looks, none of them successful. And we saw a lot of different stuff. We, uh, you know, I was, I'm, I'm tracking the alignments. You've got your, uh, you got your odd man looks where it's three defensive tackles and two edge guys standing up. It's like a, it's like a five, one, five. 
You've got your uh, your five two where Reddick's overhanging, and there's one other linebacker and in, in there in, in nickel personnel on in the secondary, or it's five uh, two with base personnel in the secondary. You've got a regular even man front with you know two defensive ends, two defensive tackles. You saw lots of Marlon Tui Pelotu. You saw lots Jordan Davis. You saw Javon Hargrave and Milton Williams and Fletcher Cox all playing a bunch. You saw Josh Sweat and Brandon Graham and Derek Barnett all playing a bunch. And they like they were not getting after Jared Goff at all. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing super surprising. There was one one of those three announced they had a blitz on first and third down, which you rarely saw last year. But after that, I mean, it was much ado about nothing. And if it like if they were playing a mediocre quarterback, they would have lost this game. I agree. I I mean, look, I can't defend this defense today. And I've defended Gannon, probably gotten a reputation on the spot for doing so. And philosophically, I understand what he's what he's wanting to do. But the lack of pressure, that to me is what stands out more than anything. Okay, so I'm looking here against the against a banged up offensive line. Yeah, and they kept talking about this offensive line after the game. You know, Nick said this is this is one of the best offensive lines in the league, and he'll he'll take his offensive line over them. But after that, I, I mean, look, they have some good players. I'm not going to deny that, but they to not get pressure is is the Eagles had six quarterback hits. All right, Fletcher Cox had two. I'm actually surprised it was that many. Josh Sweat had two. Graham had one. Marlon had one. And Marlins was huge. It forced the interception. A huge uh, play. And uh, but overall, like there was pass rush of the game. So 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 there were times when I have my binoculars tracked in on a on a given edge rusher, and it happens to be Josh Sweat from time to time. <laughs> and <laughs> and Josh Sweat like opens the blinds in his kitchen <laughs> at like eleven thirty at night. He's getting a little snack when he gets home, and he sees there's a car parked out front. With with uh with with like a Syracuse decal, Syracuse like a Newhouse uh, School of Journalism decal, and there's Zach with with his binoculars, pounding in. There he is. So looking good, Josh. Is a thumbs up. So in any event, I see Sweat um, dropping like like dropping in the coverage, or and several times. And it's like, why do you have Josh Sweat? Dropping in coverage. How does and I understand? I'm going to hear from people who um, probably not, not listeners here, but who who are, are going to say you have to think about it as a team defense, right? He does it, so someone else can do that. Well, someone else isn't doing exactly. that, exactly, right? So to me, if you're not getting pressure and a guy you're paying a lot of money and you identify as 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 like this up and coming edge rusher, for him not to be rushing the quarterback, uh, yeah, it's and and when he'll tell you he's not good at like he's he's not good at this like, right. he, he, he laughs when yeah. you ask him about it he's he doesn't like, yeah, I don't do want to be dropping yeah. Yeah. yeah like like you you can't tell me well you know sweat's good at it so, no and even Hassan Reddick I don't think Hassan Reddick's particularly good at dropping either um I understand there are given there are plays when they're got but they're not getting pressure they need to figure out why they if the, the two best edge rushers they have I mean, I, I suppose Graham's up there too, but Reddick wow, and Sweat, out of you. Okay. yeah, need to go toward the quarterback more often. But they are. But the bottom line is they are not getting nearly enough pressure. It it is a problem um, for the investment that they make in it. They were 
They were 31 in the league in sacks last year. They go out. They spend $15 million a year on Hassan Reddick. They have Brandon Graham coming back. They bring Derek Barnett back. Um, they're, they're to, to, to go up against an offensive line that looks like this with, with a third string interior, you know, with a third string guard, like you mentioned, um, and a quarterback like, like Jared Goff, uh, Goff was so, I mean, he missed so many open guys yeah. and there were some drops in there too, but for, like, the, for the only sack, the only sack of the game to come <laughs> on a foul snap. And by the way, last year they had, they had like six, they had what five, they had six sacks in this game last year, six sacks. Uh, and no it's Taylor Decker, no Frank Ragnow. But. Yeah. The, but the Eagles guys get paid too. You've got to get to the quarterback. Um, and so whether that's, that's so, deemed or not, it's problematic. And then the big gashed on the ground. Look, uh, I liked what Nick Sirianni said when he, it was like a ticket after my heart where he's like that running back from Philadelphia is really good. Mm. Yeah, he is really good, but he's not like 150, what, what here? 144 yards. On 15 carries, 9.6 yards yeah. per carry. How about the third down when Jared Goff runs for 10 yards? Yeah, there was some bad tackling. Yeah. So listen, if 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 we want to calm the temperature of all the people telling us fire Johnny Gannon, and there are a lot of them. Well, that's right. I mean, if you're you not going to fire the defense coordinator. For this is, that's well, ridiculous. not unless you can just bring Vic Fangio in. But that, that's, even still, he's not. I know, I know, of, of course. But it's week one. Got a lot of moving parts. These guys did not play a lot in the in the preseason, so it's going to take some time. You're trying a bunch of different things to see what works. The tackling is going to get better. Uh, the, maybe the the run fits were sloppy, just like the uh, blocking and pre-snap stuff was sloppy on offense. Like those things are going to improve. Okay. What was what was disappointing to me was. Well, one of many things that was disappointing, but like the Reddick thing that we've been worried about, and I'm not even I'm not even talking about the dropping into coverage, and the same with Josh Sweat, but like the only time they really seemed to game something up for Hassan Reddick to to have an interesting look at pressure as opposed to just lining up on the edge and running around the edge was like late in the game. Some key third downs, they put him as a as a stacked inside linebacker, mm-hmm. and it, like obvious that he was blitzing, and he blitzed twice, and and they picked up first downs both times. One of them was on a penalty, but like there there was no creativity in the rush plans. It seemed like it was just counting on these guys to win. And listen, they're better. Like the personnel is better. They should be able to win. Yeah. It's not just Jonathan Gannon if Josh Sweat can't get home, uh, and Brandon Graham can't get home. Like that's that's on them too. But it seems too much right now. Like I've got all these guys. Think of all the different ways I can use them and not what do they do best? Let them do what they do best and not have to think so much. I agree a hundred percent. Right. I mean, I know uh, like, all right. So Sheil used to say that um, I I can say that. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Who is that? (laughs) That, you know, she like, Roger the shield that, that the whole thing of coaching is, is yes. like to get more of your talent. Right. But so, so Nick Sirianni had a line last week that I was thinking about it over the weekend. And I, I was like, it's the simplicity of the lines. Like it's brilliant. Right. To me. And that is, that is, he, he grew up uh, in like uh, with the understanding with like the philosophy that you have to coach your town. 
His dad was a high school coach. You know, you you coach the guys who are in the town that year. You, you, you can't just bring in this guy or that guy. You, you look at who your players are and you coach the players you have. Um, and I understand the Eagles made some moves this year to be more flexible. But bottom line is you need to look at the players you have and figure out each I, – I, I keep hearing that they have a role for everybody. Well, right. the, the, the role, everybody doesn't need a role. The role has to maximize the guy to like, like figure out a way to maximize every player you have. And uh, you can't, you fundamentally can't use this argument that it's all about the team defense. You're going to have this guy do it to serve the greater good of the defense when the team defense is not a good, is not good enough. It's okay to drop this guy if someone else is getting pressure. They're not getting pressure. I think their coverage is sometimes they mix. There's, there's, I feel like there's no um, relationship or, you know, or uh, congruent. It's, it's incongruent between the coverage and the rush sometimes, right? There are times like when they're playing off coverage, but they're not, you know, they're, they, they don't have this aggressive rush. Right. So then the quarterback has more time. Um, I mean, there are guys. It's hard to overstate how bad golf was today. Like really. Yeah. This game, like they could have just won this game if golf was was fine. Yeah, I I mean, yes. Uh now 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 Swift was really good, right? There were plays, but the but I, I keep going back to third downs. Um and there were some missed tackles. You know, Chauncey Gardner Johnson had a few missed tackles. Avante. He played the whole game, yeah. he played every snap. Gardner yeah. Johnson. Uh, Avante had some missed yeah. tackles. But I, I keep going back to third downs because look, it, it I thought it, Marcus Epps played a good game. He did. Yeah. He did, and he had a, um, a tackle for a loss on the second drive of the game that was huge. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you need to get you need to get them off the field on third down. And um, you know, we we had to talk with the knees last week about third down defense, and and I and how if it get you know the best way to not see your third down defense is to convert on first and second down, mm-hmm. which Eagles allowed last year. But today they got them the third down situations. And they couldn't get them off the field, and they got them in the third and long situations. And if you think back to that game against the Falcons last year, when the defense played outstanding, um, the third down defense was critical there. Uh, my biggest concern for this defense, I said at the top of the show, is the way they played on third downs and their inability to rush the quarterback effectively today. And uh, in terms of situational defense, we talked about how you would you would expect red zone defense to uh, revert to the mean. They were 29th last year. Well, three for three, the Lions yeah. were on the red zone on scoring touchdowns this week. Only one week, but uh, that did not take a big jump. I think. I think like in addition to maybe it's maybe this is the same thing. It's the defense itself. But I, what I'm really concerned about is not even. It, it might not just be that there's like uh, too too predictable even in these different fronts, like. I, structurally is this defense designed to get pressure and i don't know that it is it's a fair question when you have players they've who got I, enough guys on defense that they can, should be able to get after the quarterback exactly exactly it's it's i mean i'm look i can i could defend them about certain things you cannot sell me on this pass rush right now this would they did nor not, can you sell man Mel so man. Oh, oh Denise. Yeah. Uh Come and, on, that's great wordplay. And so then uh you know, they had a few penalties there, but I I I really thought um 
yeah, the the third down defense. And, it's and week one, other, but the, oh, well, the post game pod is about overreacting. So there was there was one other thing I, I wanted to point out, and this this really stood out to me on the first drive when Detroit was running all over them. But Jordan Davis, I thought Jordan Davis played well when he was in the game. Yeah. I don't understand why we didn't see more of Jordan Davis. I I, I get you know like for instance they converted uh fourth down I yeah i don't think was. he was ever on the field in even fronts i yeah. think it was all odd fronts so you know there was a time when when uh jordan had had a good run stuff then it was a fourth and one and detroit scored a touchdown on it um and they just ran you know they they ran to the edge to, to they got a jordan. little quick snap around the edge yeah e- exactly but overall like i need to see more of jordan davis right so uh yeah i i was good for two though two played well he, the, the for all we're ripping on the on 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 the defense, we they did have a game changing play, right? Yeah, yeah. So Bradbury's pick six and Kaiser White gets his hand in there. That's a game changing play. It's and crazy that they could have that four drive stretch of three and out, yeah. three and out, three and out, pick six, and still everybody's disappointed. Yeah. Now now Sirianni um, said like the thing they emphasize most is 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 turnovers. The Eagles had zero. Um, turnovers yeah. you know, and you know, they, they had a takeaway that led to points. So you give them credit there, right? Because James Bradbury's first touchdown on defense since October, 2011, when he was in high school, he said, mm, that's a good one. Oh, is it that good? That's good. So I, I, I want to make it that good. So my editor just, just, this is from before, but I, I never want to put out bad information. My editor just said, Actually, Brown caught passes on all five of the Eagles scoring drives. The last one just happened to be a, a, a pass for no gain. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so five for five there, even though it's indirectly. Five! Five, correct. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I didn't mean to go astray there. Uh, bottom line, defense needs to be better. Well, and they got a tough matchup next week against uh, Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Rager. That's true. All right, let's take our second break, come back and uh, clean up the notebook, some other things that we've got to talk about, uh, including another coach who Zach defends who needs to be uh, held to the fire. All right, back on Birds with Friends. Uh, Happy birthday shout-out to Brendan Quinn, the athletic writer, the great athletic writer, who was uh, celebrating his uh, big 4-0 with some friends at the game today. Big fan of Brendan Quinn. How could you not be? I like his college hoops coverage. You probably like his golf coverage. So I like both. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, Zach, speaking of college sports. Mm -hmm. I don't know where you're going with this. Your boy. I've been getting getting some texts from uh, from an avid listener who I I don't know if he wants to be on on the record on this, uh, who has been saying pretty much nonstop over the past couple weeks that your boy – has this awful offense. And now the Notre Dame fighting Irish, Tommy Reese, 0-2, <laughs> losing to Marshall. What is going on with your boy? Yeah, so I, I didn't get to watch that game. But that that's bad. And look, credit to Marshall. Charles Huff's a good coach. Um, but still, they shouldn't go in the Notre Dame Stadium and, 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 and beat them. And I, I do like Tommy Reese's offense. What's to like? Well, not what – I didn't see yesterday's game. Um, against Ohio State, I actually thought he 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 did some good things early. Well, there. like all those all those all those uh, give up draws, those cowards draws on third down. I I, I thought the way they were getting the tight end open in space. Um, Give me, a but break. Uh, 
No, I look, that was, ugly. he didn't even respond to your email that time. You don't have to defend this guy. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I, I mean, Notre Dame, look, there's, there's nothing wrong losing to Ohio state, right? Ohio state's really good. Um, I don't know. I mean, if you but, have any like self, uh, respect, you should not be happy losing to Ohio I'm not state. saying be happy about it, but that's like a defensible loss. Marshall at home is an indefensible loss. And it's, there's a lot of, I mean, look, look, there's a lot of programs that have a lot of talent that, that laid the, the laid an egg yesterday. Texas A&M, probably chief among them, right? Um, but can't yeah, say Notre Dame. What? I'd say Notre Dame, chief among them. I think the Texas A&M loss was worse than the Notre Dame loss. I don't really, but I don't really so, care. I just want to okay. keep banging on Tommy uh, Reese. Yeah, you're really sour on this. It's a random thing to do. First off, he's not my boy. Um, I simply pointed out something that Nick Sirianni would point it out. So if you listen to any other podcast, you would not have known about that Tommy Reese, Nick Sirianni uh, connection before. Only if you were watching the, the press conference and you saw someone's chest puffing out all the way <laughs> no, into the. No, before it was brought up. Now, so, I mean, we're probably the only podcast that that's, that said they could they could claim Tommy Re or they could claim Ian Book tomorrow because of this. I don't know how much that's worth really from a podcast perspective. I think I would say I think there's a lot of great things lot. that we do as a podcast. I would not put that like high on the list, but I, I wouldn't put Tommy Reese in my book. And I am curious how many texts you're getting that are ripping on 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 me here, right? So every Saturday. Every Saturday. Okay. Several a day. Um, yeah. Look, yeah, uh I know he's he's not your boy, but Jim Harbaugh's squad looks pretty good. Okay, it's been two games. <laughs> uh, who's your boy in college football? Who can I pick on? Who's Brian who's Flynn? Okay, I I don't know what Princeton is right now. I, I'm sorry to say. Okay, well, yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see okay. you try to pick on Coach Flynn. I I mean, I'm a big Coach Flynn fan, but uh, Nick Saban, um, they eke, they eke that one out. That was a tough. That All was, right, enough college football okay. talk. We don't. I mean, I just wanted to give you some okay. Tommy Reese okay. stuff. Uh, I have I do have a grouse. Uh, I don't know if this happens to you in the in the suburbs anymore, but uh, when when you were in the city, tell me about this trash day. Mm -hmm. You know, you leave your you leave your recycling bin, you leave your trash bin out. These dog owners who drop their dog poop bag into the empty garbage bin, yeah, and then it just ruins your garbage bin, yeah. No, I what I is that, very, that? I knew that very well. It's like the person who who spits their gum in the urinal. Like someone's got to clean this up. This is not like this. This is not. You're not the only one living in the world. So yeah. So look, I Throw, am, find a garbage kit. Like a, a like. Come on. I agree with you 100 percent there. Now, I I am guilty of like let's say um I'm eating um like ice cream on the walk or something, right? Okay, and. I, I just pick something that will be in a bowl or, or, or no, let's say coffee. Okay. You're drinking yeah. coffee. You find a recycling bin. No, like if you pass if if you're throwing out the trash, you like, like yeah. throwing it out in someone's trash can. Yeah. I've done that from time to time. Okay. Okay. But I, I've never walked a dog, but like I've never owned a dog before, but yeah, I can't imagine throwing dog poop in someone else's trash. That's what that's are we doing? This is a society. This yes. happens every week. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Happened Disgusting. I agree. Now I got to clean up your poop. I got to hose down this mm -hmm. trash can. I agree. I agree. Awful. You're groused. Okay. What else? Oh, oh you had a, Mar was the Marshall thing, the Tommy Reese thing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. See, 
Yeah, I put I put a couple notes in the yes. the uh, Birds with Friends Slack to remind myself to bring something up, but I don't want to give it away to you. I can't just put okay. Tommy Reese in there. You got to be you got to be unprepared. So yeah, I put in Marshall. Okay, fair enough. And dogs. And dogs and yeah. and BQ. And that was Brendan okay. Quinn. There you go. So there you go. Three okay. for three. All right, let's get uh, let's get some of the uh, notes out there. Anything else that, that we need to unpack from this game? Um, we mentioned Gardner Johnson. We were a little bit curious to see how much he was going to play, how much they were going to give him. Turned out the answer was everything. He played the entire game at safety. Um, and Which I think surprised me. Uh, I thought there might be like some packages or something that he was not fully up to speed on, but that was not the case. It did surprise. But I'll say, speaking of safety, because because I was I was going to say, who's your backup safety going to be there? It surprised me that Reed Blankenship was inactive today. Yes, I thought they were going to use him for special. Yeah, there seemed like there was there was there, I think there was one spot open there where it was either him or Josh. I thought it was going to be Josh Job because he was coming off the injury, but it turns out that that he was more ready to play special teams than we expected. I would say the two real contenders for the Feely this year, Ian Book and Josh Sills. Everybody else I'm expecting is going to be active at, at some point down yep. the road. Um, I I am listening to you, but I'm also responding to my editor. Okay, yeah, I'm yes. sure the Phillies have made some <laughs> minor uh, transaction. Uh, Garner Johnson, as we said, played the whole game. I thought he was, and he said after the game, you know, imperfect. He, he has to clean up his tackling, he said. Um, but otherwise, it, you know, it didn't seem like there were any big coverage busts. Um, I thought TJ Edwards did not have his best game, missed a few tackles. Thought Kaiser White was pretty good when he was on the field. Nicobe Dean did not play a ton. He was in on goal line a yes. few times, uh, and that was it. Um, on the offense, Quez Watkins played more than Zach Pascal, but Zach Pascal did play a lot. Quez had zero targets, by the way. Zach Pascal had one target. Yes, and at one, and I believe that means that Zach Pascal's one catch for seven yards was the only wide receiver reception other than yes uh, AJ Brown. Yeah, so uh, I've. I've I've been saying on on this pod and when I've been speaking elsewhere that I think the Eagles are going to have are, are going to be a team with a real it, it's it's going to be like the on the NBA team where the uh, you know the usage rate for the big three is like exceedingly high. Yeah, but do you do you now stand by your expectations for Devontae Smith? Yes, I do. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of days when Quez Watkins and Zach Pascal. Don't get as as many targets. I was surprised by how many targets Kenny Gainwell got today. Mm. They really wanted to get Gainwell on that little crossing pattern. You surprised at how many targets Noah Tangi I had today. Yeah, so that was interesting. Jack stole um, it's I, one target, but a drop. So Bo's usually the eagle-eyed one here. So I, I I I'll flex a bit here. I'm watching this in my binoculars, and Jack stole. He's he's limping. He stays on the field for uh, the next drive because they were in no huddle, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry, for the next play. But then he went to the sideline to be evaluated, was checked for one play. They put Tangiai in. I don't know why they couldn't just go to, a, to 11 personnel there, but they had to have Tangiai in there. And then yeah, uh, they, pushed, he, they pushed the 12 a yeah. little a little hard in this game. And now, remember, targets, we said and, they were the most efficient yeah. offense in the league in, in 12 personnel last year. But with this personnel that they have, I don't think they needed to. Yeah, Jalen so targets Tangiai there. That didn't make any sense. Well, I think, it was a perfect throw. It should have been a first down. He dropped yes. the ball. Yes. True. Um, and and we should say, oh, because it's our, it's our first about. time speaking uh, to our listeners, I've spoken to you, our, our listeners since this happened, Tangiai and, and Britton Covey were elevated from, from the practice squad yesterday. And Covey was your punt returner, Watkins your kick returner. Um, and then Tangiai was your third tight end. 
Grant Calcaterra was inactive. Yes. And Covey, I thought, did a good job as the punt returner. Yeah, you had a good observation. Especially that, yeah, that one when Pascal was backing up into him. He made a smooth catch. Um, and I'm not so sure that I don't think that the Eagles punt returners of years past would have done that. And so credit to him. I, I, uh, my expectation was they would use, they still have an open roster spot. They're at 52. My expectation was that they would use that spot for a veteran. I'm now not uh, unsure that they won't just elevate. They won't just sign Cubby after today's game, because it's not like they're going to surprise anybody that he's the returner now. And they only have four receivers on the roster. Right. Um, This is what I wanted to talk about. Uh, Dan Campbell, this is a three-point. This is a three-point outcome, right? Mm. And Dan Campbell gave the Eagles three points at yes. the end of the half. The Eagles. Oh, uh, I, I didn't know you were going to talk about that, but I agree. The, the Eagles, end of the first half, about a minute left, uh, and they get Jalen Hurts gets sacked with you know fifty seconds left, something like that. And the Eagles are not calling timeout. It seems like they are they are content. Which was an odd decision in my I opinion. thought that yeah, it did not seem like they were yeah. as uh motivated to score as I thought they should be, as well as they were playing at that point. Campbell calls timeout. And that's like I mean, that is a disrespectful timeout. And what happens after that? The next play, Jalen Hurts scrambles away from pressure to set up a short third down. And that's when he hits AJ Brown on the big play downfield. And that they could have scored a touchdown. It could have been a seven-point swing, but that's the difference in the game, three points. It kind of reminded me on a much lesser scale that Las Vegas, Los Angeles game last year, uh, the Week 18 game, when they could have just played for the tie. Brendan Staley calls the timeout. And then the next mm. play, uh, Vegas uh, runs the ball for the big game to set up the uh, field goal to win. It was similar to that. The Eagles seemed content going into halftime. Campbell wanted the ball back. I don't quite know why. Yeah, there wasn't – So uh, I so, thought you were going to ask me So I have it exactly. fifty. Okay. So – it's first and 10 from the 36 after they have just picked up a first down. And still the Eagles are not looking like that uh, aggressive in terms of how frantic they want to go. And it's 54 seconds left to get sacked. It's only a four-yard loss, and there's 54 seconds left. They still got to go two more plays, and then you're going to get the ball back and score, yeah. you think, Campbell? Aggressive. And it came back to bite him. What did you think of the uh, immediately of the onside kick? Uh, the onside kick. Good, good question. Uh, I actually I like that play from the Lions in theory uh, because they weren't stopping the Eagles on offense at that point. They were down 10 at the time. I talked to Zach McPherson about this, and he said all week the the message to the to the kickoff return unit was these guys like FIP likes to get crazy. He likes to catch guys off guard. Be on alert every time. And he said something funny about how like, you know, so I knew I was supposed to be on alert and, you know, Sometimes you just get that feeling, like you get you get that little feeling in your body, like something's coming. And he was right. Uh, and so, I mean, this was I, I asked Michael Clay about this during the week. This is, this is a student versus teacher here. Dave Phipp going to, up against Michael Clay. Week one, an extra little chess match. What's what's my former pupil think uh, I'm going to do? What what is my former teacher going to do? What you know? What can I expect? And Clay had his guys ready for it. He did, and it was big. And Dan Campbell said. Yeah, he, he wanted the ball back, but uh, but 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 that gave the Eagles short field, uh, so, so so that was beneficial. They went on on that drive here. I'm pulling up the drive chart. I didn't think that was a terrible thing to do, but the they, the yeah. Lions also, if you want to talk so, about, so the Eagles scored a touchdown on that drive. Yeah, yeah. If you want to talk places. about a a minor thing that the Lions outcoached the Eagles on, they got the Eagles to burn a timeout because later on they lined up for a like a, a planned onside kick. 
Eagles scrambled to call timeout because they didn't have their hands team on, got their hands team on the field, and then the Lions just kicked it deep anyway. So good little special teams yeah. subterfuge. Agreed. Okay. Anything else we got we got to touch on? I'm, I'm what? It's me touching on you, uh, but it's a good. It's a yeah. Uh, I didn't actually touch. No, on. I I think you covered it well. Did we spend enough time on Hertz? I know that we top, we led the show with it. Well, yeah, I mean, we got a whole season, yeah. but yeah, I thought yeah. I thought uh, I thought we said in the beginning. I think he was yeah. the reason they won the game today. Um, a few other things here. Let me pull up some of the uh, notes as 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 you go. If you're on. live in the chat, let us know if there's something. Yeah, that so we talked about AJ Brown and James Bradbury. Um, we we can talk elsewhere. I mean, I'm I'm curious what people in the chat thought about that Washington Jacksonville game. I heard it was like a big Carson Wentz experience in that Wentz had some great plays, had some awful plays. I heard Doug was real aggressive there. We didn't really talk much about Miles Sanders. I know you said he looked explosive. Yeah. I thought he looked really good. Uh, and it's it's certainly not something to to uh, belittle the fact that four different players scored touchdowns there. I was actually a little bit surprised at how much Gainwell and Boston Scott played. Me too. I thought a healthy Miles Sanders was going to be on the field 80% of the time, and it, and it was a much more – he was still on the field the most, but it was probably closer to like 60, 30, 10. I thought the play of the game, or at least one of them, was that 24-yarder on the third, the 24-yard run by Sanders before the two-minute warning, third down. It was I, huge, yeah. I thought he got stuffed at the line, so it almost looked like a, a, a second We did talk play. about that play, but. Yes. No, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm going through. Yeah. You said. Uh, as yeah, huge play. my head here. Uh, if he got stuffed there, which it looked like he would have, the Lions could have won the game. Yes. Yes. So. No, I think that's it. Uh, I think uh, Eagles rushed for 216 yards. Do you think it was interesting that Boston Scott was the salted away guy at the very end, those last three carries? No, after last year, no. Okay. Remember Miles, he used to run out of bounds? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, Miles Sanders scored boy- his first touchdown since 2020. 20, yes. Yep, December 20. Derek Barnett got hurt. He did. He did. And then I was watching him. He stayed on the sideline. He sat on the bench. Uh, so he was not in the locker room. So that could be a you, good sign. You must have only seen that because you were really trying to look for Josh Sweat. <laughs> no, Josh Sweat was on the field. So that was not the case. Uh, yeah, he did not return to the game. Although in the locker room, uh, he was walking fine. And I asked if he was okay. And he said, I'm blessed. It's good. God bless football, baby. <laughs> God bless football. <laughs> All right. What's coming up this week, Zach? So – uh, we have the primetime game. The Eagles play the Vikings on Monday night. So this is a longer week. That means they're going to have an extra day off this week. Okay. And, uh, but, but it's going to be a big job. So we talked to Nick Sirianni tomorrow afternoon. Then we'll get Gannon uh, and Steichen maybe on Wednesday this week, typically Tuesday. I, I need to figure out that schedule. Eagles will be back at practice on Thursday. They'll go Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Then the Minnesota Vikings, who had a big win against Aaron Rodgers, and the Packers today, uh, Justin Jefferson had a huge day. That's that's going to be a big uh, season opener, or I shouldn't say season opener, home, home opener. opener for the Eagles. So excited for that one, and then comes a short week thereafter. So we will have all your coverage. Both of us have stories we're working on, and make sure, make sure, in addition to the column I have up and Bo's Day After, which is always a must-read, make sure on Tuesday you check out the power rankings that, that Bo is producing because uh, – there were some great lines in it last week, and it's a chance it's for Bo to flex his personality. Can't wait to see it. 
you know, to, you don't have to tease the power rankings at the end of the post game pod, but thank you. Well, we're not going to talk to our audience before then. So yeah, but I, mean, I want to make sure they see it. Okay. Marissa, everything good with you? I'm sorry. I haven't had the chance to speak with you here. She says, no, <laughs> I don't like you. Please stop talking to me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did not say that, Zach. You know, I did not say that. Everything's great. I love seeing you guys in this, the two box together, it's great. Like, like the two box. Okay. Yeah. These post game pods are so fun. So these post game pods huge are so audience fun. again. Yeah. Hope you can't sleep tonight because of Swooper. Marissa, I received multiple texts this weekend complimenting your Swooper ability as if, like, yeah, but you it didn't this, get like, me that uh, far. That was brought in to play to, uh, uh, to play Swooper. It, it didn't get me that far, but though, with these new rules, which. I will say, Deniz was not pleased about the new. Yeah, topic. the rules are not popular, but guess what? This is just an entertainment that, program. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> I didn't hear what she said. She's saying that Deniz doesn't like the doesn't like their new rules. But it's okay. I'll bring. He's it also next very week. popular. I'm ready. Too. We need to get him back. You have an open invitation. I I, I know Bo's in charge here, but if 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 I can uh, if I can extend an invitation, you have an open invitation, Deniz. Well, Denise is not on the yes. show, so I'm sure she's watching it. Yes, I don't know. All right, uh, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. The Eagles, not always pretty, not always easy, but they start the season one and zero. A win is a win, and they get a little extra time to prepare for the Minnesota Vikings next Monday night. Kirk Cousins, the quarterback who Brandon Graham has sacked more than anybody else, maybe maybe that'll come up in a story this week. And uh, that's it. So, for Zach and Marissa and Tommy and Elijah, I'm Bo. We thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Tuesday or Wednesday. I guess we'll figure that out based on the schedule. But until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. And as always, God bless football and we love you.